This is Podkit, Episode 8, WebKit is Bay, on Tuesday, July 28th, 2015, and now, Safari or Nothing Else. This episode of Podkit is hosted by Brandon Johnson, Brian Mitchell, and Ryan Rampersad. This episode of Podkit has show notes at thenexus.tv slash pk8. Hey, welcome to Podkit, Episode 8. Eight. I only know that because Brian keeps track of this. I try. <laughs> totally. So yeah, episode eight. Is it like, like, like crazy eight, like a card game, or is it going to be like, not like that? Maybe not. No. Uh, mm, I don't know. Do you have to match for that? I guess possibly. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe this one will be different than all the other ones. In fact, I think there's a different segment right now. Oh, what what is this new segment to speak of? I think we're gonna call it "Who I Followed on Twitter This Week." Well, I love this segment. This is... I was I was poking through the show notes and I'm looking through Twitter and I, I okay I can st- I'll just start. Cause... Go for it. I put this in yesterday. Um, going to Twitter and see my phone. So I followed followers, not following. I my my big follow of last week was following WebKit on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I poked around on the the WebKit website, just seeing what new APIs they're implementing and cool fancy ES6 stuff and all that. Mm-hmm. And I follow them on Twitter, and it's pretty cool. Let's see who else did I follow. I followed uh, Lemon Washington or Coco Labs. Mm-hmm. He's a developer guy at Apple. Nice. Uh, I followed. Uh, Ayaka Nanaka, a, that's probably pronounced wrong, an iOS developer, and I think that's all for this week. Three. I kept it short. Yeah, well, un- unfortunately, I, as usual, followed, like, 15 people, so I'm just going to pick, like, the top six or nine or oh, six. Yeah. We'll, see, we'll see how far it gets uh, mm-hmm. before before this gets a little bit too ridiculous. Um, so most recently I followed Tech Insider, which is the new uh, kind of sub-site of Business Insider, which used to be called Silicon Alley Insider, I think, if I recall correctly. Yeah. Uh, have you guys heard about Tech Insider at all? I don't think so. It's uh, pretty cool. I heard about Business Insider. Yeah, so like Tech Insider is, is kind of like their, you know, the verge to... Uh, to Business Insider's Vox, kind of, right? Um, so if, if you look it up right now, I think it's at techinsider.io. .net. Yeah, that's right. Uh, look, looks like it's .io based on the Twitter thing, but what do I know? Eh, I don't know. I googled something called Tech Insider then. Who knows? Anyhow, it's it's there. It's even in the show notes now. Sorry, Ryan. Oh, well, what's this other Tech Insider? This is ridiculous. There's another one? Oh my gosh! What's what's .net? This is this is fascinating. Oh no, this is different. This is like a. I bet they're going to get a season desist someday soon. Well, one of them. Which one's the real one? Will it, yeah, will, will it be the new one who's just overconfident, or be the old one who's like, hey guys? Okay, well crash. I like the new one's design better anyway. Yeah, if a cease and desist order falls in the forest, like does does anyone actually get sued? Is that <laughs> like I. Yeah, I, I don't know. Anyhow, it looks like they're doing cool stuff, and they had this really awesome team picture where everyone is like doing their intense journalist person pose. Which oh yeah, is, you know, which puts all the tech journalism journalism feels in my heart, being a journalism major and a techie person. Yep. So that that was cool, um, and it looks like they're doing some cool stuff. You know, and not not super like vergy in in the sense of like 
being 10 megabytes that downloads every time you load the page. And oh, dear. Ads and stuff. Mm. But it, it looks like they're doing some cool stuff, even though they're um, they're not that. You know, it, yeah. it looks like a very clean, nice. It's extremely not, clean. Non WordPressy um, sort of thing. No offense to the the WordPress people here, but I always find it kind of weird when there's like the little WordPress bar at the top. That's like you, you should you should defend them as much as possible. It's okay. Like you're, like you're the, used to it. Like um like uh what is it like HuffPost does it I think yep. and 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 uh, um, TechCrunch Tech does it. Yep. Like I just don't understand it. Like why would you want to have a global bar that like and Gadget that probably does it. For it. Yeah, every, everybody oh, yeah. Every, all of those AOL properties do it. I just I don't understand. It makes me slightly sad. I mean, the the Nexus.tv doesn't do it. No, because I refuse. <laughs> exactly, as you should, rightly so. Like, cause that's it's just like I, I don't understand. I don't under, It doesn't make me feel more engaged. It actually makes me feel less engaged. Because you, know you just want to read in private whatever. Exactly. It's there. I mean, it's TechCrunch. Exactly. It can't be that good. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. After um, after like Alexia and the gang left. Yep. To go study studies and stuff like there's who's there i mean like michael arrington's gone i think even like tj and the gang are gone too was tj ever there i don't know i, I, like I never really followed tick crunch too much because uh they just kind of that was beyond me no i just, I just remember always hearing that tech crunch is a site i should avoid like since high school like oh. four or five years oh totally totally i don't know there, there are some cool people that came out of it but of course they're they're out of it now so you know that, that's a thing. Anyhow, other people I follow include Steve Klabnik, who is a Rust, Rustation, I think is the oh, phrase. Oh, one of them. I think he wrote, like, some of the original Rust guides. Very nice. Um, and he's also, like, a Node person, too, which is cool, because I like Node people. Um, his, his name right now is actually Rust plus Node equals Heart, which oh. is cool. <laughs> um, yeah, so he's Steve Klabnik, and I'm going to put him in but the he, show But if he doesn't well. put Go into that formula, then it's not true. Oh, I, th- I think he has done Go. But oh, of course he did. I could, I could, I don't think he's like as big into it, right? Uh, let's see. A couple other people include uh, Maddie Lang, who's a cinematographer from um, from Minneapolis. This is like Minneapolis Twitter stuff, so maybe not super interesting to our audience. But uh, other people include mostly Twin Cities. Yeah, that's that's true. We he's mostly like, also oh, have no audience. Everyone should know about it. He does. He does seem like a really awesome person, which is why I followed him. But uh, the first like fifteen tweets are not about tech, so maybe I'll just say Maddie is an awesome dude. That's for sure. Um, so I'm putting his Twitter in the tweet thingamajig too. Um, also, uh, there's some a couple of people I met at JavaScript Minnesota this month, which nice. is kind of cool. Uh, one person who's like my name but with an L, so he's Landon. He's quite cool. He uh, Works for a company called Harbinger Partners, and I think they're out in, in uh, kind of by the Guthrie, which is a cool area, and they're yeah. doing some cool stuff. So I put his in there too. You know, he's friends with the Todd Gardeners of the world, TrackJS folks, and stuff. So yep, and he went to uh, Ruby MN last night. Oh, you were there? No, but that's what oh, his tweet, really tweet says. Also, oh gosh, I missed Ruby MN. I really wanted to go to that, but I was not well, there. Yeah, um, and then uh, a WebKit developer, keep it keeping with the. The WebKit theme of tonight. I must uh, follow. SFRs. I'm, I'm kind of a WebKit fanboy. Oh, WebKit is bay. WebKit is truly bay. Um, 
I I totally agree. Like Safari or nothing else is my personal opinion here. You know, I also followed like uh, one of the full stack engineers of or the the principal engineer for Vox, so he does like the product stuff. He's done a couple of kind of fun um, posts about like what the heck Vox is doing and why why their CMS kind of sucks because it sells you out to like twenty different ad networks. Um, and it's tracking not sites. Their it's not product team's fault. Though. No, totally, it's not their fault. But that's that's why he's been posting about it, right? Yeah. He's been he's been like, this is not acceptable. How about we not do this? <laughs> so that's kind of cool. Yeah, well, you got to ask Neil if it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I wish I I wish I could pull up that post. I don't know where it went. And it's he's kind of a prolific tweeter, so I can't. As you might expect from, I, I follow another Vox stuff. product team guy, but I don't know who it is. I just see their tweets go by occasionally. Oh, so th- there's somebody who, um, well, she's not a recent follow, but she's also on the product team. Um, I think her name is Eden. You know, it's kind of funny. the The product team is probably the only Vox property that I have any respect for now, which is oh, totally. so sad. You guys, did you you read the article about all of Vox's sites being Slow. bad and? Slow, yeah. yeah I, so it I sounds like they're that. trying. I haven't kept up too much, but I've read, you know, Marco's done a bunch of stuff on Twitter about it. Yep. Yeah, totally. I think there's a post called, like, Declaring Performance Bankruptcy. Yep. Yeah, here we go. Hold yeah. it up here. It's from way back in May, but it's kind of, it's worth a read if you're if you're down for it. Yep. And then I also put Eden's Twitter in, the, in uh, at the end. She's kind of, she's kind of awesome and, like, a fun person to follow in, like, the Jen Schiffer kind of sense, so... Kind of techie, techie humor, techie, techie snark, which I've been told is basically most of the things that I tweet too. So, um, I mean, if, yeah. you, if you carefully read that um, Vox product performance bankruptcy, the, mm-hmm. the first bullet point it basically goes for is four point four point eight seconds to first paint. <laughs> that means you're staring at a blank screen for four point eight seconds. seconds. That's yep. almost five like- seconds of nothing. It's like d.umn.edu. Oh. <laughs> it's it's a it's a goal, I guess, because they're they're already at. Well, no, wait, that's not a goal. That's like the current state. Yeah. Oh and my gosh. So their goal is two seconds to first paint. That's what their goal is. Which is still substantial. I mean, it's it's good. It's reasonable, but it's I mean, for a blog which is yeah. text based, it's kind of crazy. Totally. They um, should just set a timer on loading all of the external stuff. And just load like straight page, couple inside inline CSS. It really, yeah. de- it really depends. I mean, some of the like, for <laughs> example, the Verge. As you know, we are sidetracking here, but okay, fine. You know, the Verge has this incredible design for some pages, but for most pages, just it's a straight column of text. Yeah, and there's yeah. no reason that we need to load every single sidebar module, comment module. Oh, but of course we have to load all the ads. Okay, fine. But yeah, the Verge has something going on with it. I I don't really know the other properties too well. Uh, I don't know anything about SB Nation. Like I've never even been to the site. Yeah, same here. I've seen links linked to it, but I don't know anything about it. I feel like Vox is Vox is okay, but that's I'm, because they well, don't have comments. That's that's true. That's part of it. I do like I mean, that. I mean, I so I I've told you all before about how for a time I was a political science major. Yep. And like. Uh, like back back in like when I was in high school and stuff, um, there was this 
person named Ezra Klein who used yep. to work for Washington Post who ran away to join Vox along with like Matt Iglesias and people like that. Mm-hmm. They're all they're all people who I thought were cool people. Yep. And now, of course, Vox.com. I mean, Ezra's uh, still pretty cool, but totally. but but Vox.com, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly. not to say their content is bad. It's better than The Verge right now, but it yeah. it clearly is going down the same route. Totally, totally. And but, I don't I mean I don't read enough Polygon to know if they're doing it. I don't I don't yeah. I don't read anything from SB Nation, but I'm sure. I mean, I don't know how you can do a bad job at reporting sports news, but okay, I'm sure somebody can tell me. Yeah, I just went to Vox.com, and I'm presented with, you know, several seconds of white, then a a light gray background, and then a page, an ad that covers two-thirds of the page. Yeah. Nice. So, do you guys think we've we've spent enough time talking about Vox Media Properties? I think so. Is there a... Well, I was going to ask, is there a way to see who you've recently followed? Uh, the way that I do it is I just look at my Twitter, um, at the people I follow on Twitter. So it's like twitter.com slash, slash my username. And then, and then there's like a, there's like a, it's like a subroot of that. No, I think it's even just twitter.com slash following. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And you can look at the last few people you followed. Uh, okay. So, uh, PHP today. Nice. Um, so daily or every day or so, they uh, tweet, you know, some interesting PHP thing. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know what it was uh, recently. Um, yeah, you know, stuff about Laravel, stuff about uh, PSR seven. Um, somebody did um, PHP seven in general, uh, which is pretty cool. Some uh, good info about that. Um, yeah, nice. that's kind of cool. Uh, little little helper links. I, I've seen a few of them get repeated occasionally from the subreddit for PHP, but not a big surprise. Yeah. Nice. Uh, let's see here. Who else can I give you? Uh, yeah, that's it. I don't really follow people on Twitter. It's dangerous. Understood. Yeah, I, I definitely am, like, I might get one a week generally. This week was a little weird. And I'm, I might unfollow some people too. I'm at 240. I follow two, 245. And I don't want too much more than that because then it becomes way too hard to watch. Or I mean, writing. so I, I I try to make a. I used to follow a lot more, you know, like journalist esque mm-hmm. people from Vox, but now not so much. Um, I do try to follow developers when I can, though. Totally, totally, yeah. For me, uh, like tweet of the week has to go to Adrian Porterfelt, who is a Chrome security researcher. Like, if if you do not already follow this person. You need to you need to check this out because she is not only an um, an amazing security researcher. If you've seen any of her presentations, you'll know that. But like, um, t- she's got some awesome tweets, like the one that I just posted um, right there. That's oh, I very, saw this going around today. Very.badssl.com. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's you know it's stuff like that that makes Twitter kind of fun, which is why I follow like 15 people a week. I think my follower count is current, or my following count is currently at uh, 1370. So oh. I should, I could probably, you know, uh, I would probably be all right if I unfollowed a couple of people. No but I way, don't, because I like all these people. Yeah, exactly. Also, I would like to point out, since we talked about it last time, that on VeryBadSSL.com, if you look at the source code, there's mm-hmm. like ten lines dedicated to centering a div <laughs> in the middle of a screen. Yay. Oh, yeah, it's just an H1 tag. I like it. I mean... With with a bunch of styling, yeah. Yeah, it's so funny that uh, it's just so hard to style things. 
Oh, that is Comic Sans. Oh, uh, yep. Hey, it's nice they're using UF and like nice scalable things. Oh yeah, definitely. But still, oh, ten lines to center some. Still pixels. Hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Yeah, I need to use Flex. I haven't ever. Yeah, I, I've only done it once, and it wasn't for something real. I was just playing with it one time. Yeah. I yeah. Basically, I've I've used it for maybe a couple of things in production. Um, and like, I mean, that's basically because our our. Uh, our existing styles kind of already incorporated it, so mm-hmm. it was really nice to just be like, oh, cool, Flexbox is a thing. Let's use it. Well, that means um, you were pretty lucky that you didn't have to support any old IE. Yeah, and it, well, I mean, yeah, sort of, sort of. Sort we, of. We, do, we, have, we, we have to support old IE, but, I mean, I guess so long as we give them text back that's somewhat readable. Oh, that's, guess, old, that's the bar now? Oh, I can do that. Yeah. Oh, so so we, we don't have to give it a full experience. Yeah, we just give them text and huh. say... Hey, you use IE11 or no? IE11 is the current one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's no. Well, you can you horrible. can yell at people for IE11 use. That's fine. I you know oh you use IE8 uh, time to uh, hey. join the 21st century. What about Edge? Edge? Oh, it's going to be so funny. Um, somebody on Twitter, I don't remember who said this, but he was like, "I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, buy uh, a bunch of Google AdWords for where did Internet Explorer go or where did the internet go because." You know, now it's Edge and not IE, so. You know, that is going to be such a weird change. Well, oh, actually, totally. not really, though, because the E is going to be the same. The logo, oh, yeah. the icon. I mean, but they, they already use Edge as their rendering engine for later IE. No, yeah. no, they don't. What? Seriously? Edge? Well, no, I, well, no and like um, my, uh, I don't have my work code with me, but like my, my header in my page, I... Tell it to use Edge. It like enforces the latest rendering engine versus. Um, or, there is a thing. Uh, there's like a Chrome for old IEs. There's a Chrome. Web, it's not the Chrome frame. Not the um, Chrome frame. Okay, so then that means it's probably using the Edge rendering, like the latest build of whatever engine it supports. So in other words, not legacy. It's the um, meta tag HTTP dash equiv. Uh, X UA compatible content, i.e. equal Edge. Yeah, that just means use the latest rendering engine, yeah. but not necessarily Edge because it doesn't exist yet. Hmm. Okay. I don't well, know that's, if that's we know. I, I don't know if we even know if it's like a really different rendering engine or if it's this new Chrome. Like I don't know yeah, if we even know that. It's just what? What are they calling it? Like Triton? If it's well, it's, if it's, it's like... Triton right now, and if it changes, yeah. I'd be so impressed. I mean, it comes out tomorrow, so we'll, well see. Well, you know, that's we'll that, you know, I just put in this uh, Windows 10 section since we wrote it up. Windows 10 Day is tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, thank Or when you're listening to this, it's today. Hello, listener on Windows 10. I hope you can hear us because you probably don't have any drivers. <laughs> no drivers? Are there even fewer drivers for Windows 10 than there are for Linux? Well, let, let's, let's, um, let's go with prob- probably. <laughs> I just Do updated they... my Windows 8 Home partition on my MacBook. Get ready. So the yeah. real question is, though, do, is is like MPEG even a thing on Windows 10? Like, um, do you have to license MPEG? If the answer is yes, then probably. Okay, I guess that makes sense. Then yeah. What you, why, why did you jump to that? Who me? No, yeah. I w- I was just being snarky and continuing a non-joke. But <laughs> no, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, next thing: CSS selectors, nesting selectors. Yeah, why I th- are they a bad thing? I uh, well, you know, I found this interesting article, probably from somebody on Twitter, 
But, yeah. uh, you know, it's been a while since I actually read it. But, but briefly, uh, this guy is arguing for kind of like, don't use SAS because you're going to ruin your, so your, you know, your, your CSS code, um, when it, you know, after it's compiled. And, and so basically people misuse nesting and I, I am t- so guilty of this. I've done it yeah. and, you know, every, all the time. And, you know, it's, it's just an interesting read through here of why nesting and why the, and signed operator is kind of dangerous and when you probably just shouldn't do it and you should just use regular normal CSS classes. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really interesting thing because when you go and learn SAS for the first time, you're not really told that you could do this so wrong. Yeah, I, I started using SCSS this summer, the more standard market for SAS at least. Yeah. Um, and at work, because I used an example for a nav bar on CodePan, and they had it, and it made more sense to lay it out that way. And um, it it um, it seemed really nice, so I kept going with it. And the mix-ins are great. There are a bunch of functions in there for, like, sine, cosine, yep. or stuff that I use. Have you ever used and one I, of those math functions in, in your production code? What? Have you ever used one of those math functions in your production CSS? But not no. Yeah. Okay. Just making sure, because I've never done it either. But I know they're there. Yeah, I've never done it either. But I've I've seen. You look very menacing in this position. Yeah. Me. Yeah. yeah. yeah very. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I'm trying to I'm I'm working from essentially a non desk right now. It's mm. kind of a cardboard box. So oh, I'm trying to decide between. Good. I'm trying to decide between um between like kneeling or or looking like a sketchy person so maybe we'll just go back to that yeah That's maybe now, now i just look like the guy from uh, uh home improvement or whatever right, talking exactly. through the fence yeah exactly over you, you go with it. <laughs> so what about math functions in production code well i i just never i've never seen one i don't even know what you would do with it i don't know i just think it, that it was funny i i have it's like i don't know 60 lines of SCSS of math functions to calculate some angles for something that probably won't be tweaked very much, but yeah, why not? Yeah, I don't know. It gets compiled out, so... So it's going to be fixed. It's not like it's going to be dynamically calculated or anything? I mean, it's it's calculated when you... At compile time? SCSS to CSS, and then it's yeah. not there. So, you know, production code that's... The pre-compiled stuff is never going to see the client, so... yeah. So I guess one of the things about this article that I found here is, you know, it, it argues for just making more classes. So instead of making a parent class and then putting your H1, your span, and your A tags yeah. inside of it, just go and make a parent heading, a parent subheading, and parent permalink. And so mm-hmm. what, what do you guys feel like is the right mix between semantic classes in HTML and actually just going down the right SAS route and making everything pretty as much as possible? I mean, if I'm going to be the only one maintaining a site, I feel like, well, I guess on one hand, if I'm the only one maintaining it, it probably doesn't matter what I do. Right. But um, I would probably err towards just doing it pure SAS and then just dealing with whatever comes out of it. That's probably because the site that I do for for myself that only I will ever have to maintain will probably be pretty small. But if I'm working with other people, I feel like, now this is kind of strange, but I feel like I'd probably be more likely to do something like what this article recommends. So just straight classes um, that that are, you know, um, as 
you know, non-specific as possible, so you can use them on any like element name. Um, I, I feel like that would be what I do if I were writing production code. However, I'd also use something like SASDoc, mm-hmm. even though I'm just writing straight up CSS um, to to document what the heck those classes are. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Like, do you because ever I, do you find yourself reusing a lot of classes when you actually after you've actually made them? Oh gosh, yeah. Um, there's Oh yeah, like um, on on one of the sets that I maintain, like uh, for work, there's like there's so many things where I mean, basically we need to create a little like envelope or a a surrounding box of content, Mm -hmm. right? And the reason why is because there are some situations where like, um, you know, either we need to mock something up for somebody, or we want we actually want this to go live in production, Mm -hmm. but we need to have like a little encapsulated piece of content. We don't want it to just be like. Oh yeah, look, I'm a paragraph hanging yeah. out in outer space here, right? right. Um, and the way we have to do that is by like figuring out what we want that to look like in a very like composable fashion, so we can use it over and over mm-hmm. again. So kind of like and a little card kind of thing. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And like on one hand, um, that's the sort of thing that should probably be in- included in like the broader like template CSS for the entire site. But um, I should not comment much past that. It's very difficult to edit the. <laughs> To edit the the CSS of a of a live site. Oh yeah. The particular thing that we've got um, going for managing that CSS. Mm-hmm. But rumor has it that better things are coming. So. Rumor has it. Rumor mm. has it. I'm those, not building them, so I don't know. But those rumors are tough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I. What do you think, Brian? I mean, you've you've you might have done more production CSS than I have. What What would um, you? Or definitely production SAS. Well, mine isn't production yet. It's just in a continuous state of being worked on and mm-hmm. next couple of weeks, demos to other managers and higher-ups and things. Yeah, uh, nice. I would say overall, the code is a little is messy at best. Um, that's half of it working with someone else. There mm-hmm. are three SCSS files for this project and nice. a lot of IDs. And so it's... It's a mess, so I'd, I'd I'd like to try using it in a different environment, and that's what I'm going to be doing with my website when I eventually get around to putting a lot of effort into it. Yeah, so nice. The goal is to stay with CSS and use it. I I will be taking these into consideration, trying not to go too overboard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I like it a lot. I I'm guilty of using IDs way too much. Uh, oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm breaking the habit, but it's still going, of course. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I just feel like I'm kind of at the point where I've struggled with the SAS layouts and, you know, trying to make everything semantic and wonderful. And then I do it wrong and it doesn't matter. I just have to do it again anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree 100%. Like, when I use IDs in, in my CSS, that's basically, like, a sign that I've rage quit, right? Like, yeah. I've tried to get the darn thing to do what I wanted it to do in the way that I wanted it to do it. And the you know just you, just applying this on top of whatever um, you know applying this class on top of whatever elements already there just wasn't going to cut it. Some user agent style things for some reason overriding mm-hmm. it. Yep. And I just I just want to <laughs> I just want to say you this thing do this or or don't display it all because I'm I'm sick and tired of it. But um, so I, I've used a lot of IDs um, at least in the portion of the code I've written. I know in the other portion. There are more use of IDs than I would feel comfortable with, but there, you know, you I have an ID on a jQuery select menu, mm-hmm. so like it's a unique thing that isn't going to be repeated. There's only one, mm-hmm. 
that's easy to just call. But how do you know there's or, only one? Well, you can only, I mean, like, in, for the application, there's, I mean, there are multiple menus, but only one functionality per menu, and they need, and you, you have to select it somehow to tie the functionality. And I could probably go by name or something, I don't know. I just use IDs because I know how to use it. Yeah, and, I know. That's me too. And it makes sense for other people looking at it. I don't I don't know how adventure... You, me using SCSS in this project will probably be a roadblock for people using this in the future because... I don't know. I think you know, SAS is really great because it's so intuitive. Yeah. It's just nested CSS. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's great to read. And, you know, the files... The, SAC, the CSS files are compiled there and people will probably just go and edit that and delete the SCSS. Maybe refer back, but... Like, at work, they proxy all of the internet, so yeah. you... Mm. So using like gem, you can't because it fails on certificate stuff because work is resolving everything. So oh, you have to download locally, local install, any package manager, npm, Boward, whatever. They no, all fail. I don't know if it could sound more inconvenient, but that sounds pretty bad. Is there any way that you can activate like no no certificate checking or something on on gems? I I, I guess Ruby gems might be kind of an odd one because. You know, the the developers might have decided, no, we are not going to allow you to override it. I but. feel like uh, a couple of years ago, probably, but at this point, I there's such a big push to not, yeah, allow things like that to happen. So I I don't know. I looked a little bit, but I just gave up. I'm like local install. Whew, yeah. I still have support for that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. So long as it works, but I uh, no, definitely, definitely huge sympathies for that because I can't imagine that would be a huge pain. Yeah, it's it's been a, a roadblock at several several times, but oh well. I have unproxied internet at home. That's that's how you do it. Gotcha, gotcha. So I think we've got another piece of news that's kind of fascinating here too. Oh yeah. Um, looks like uh, Ryan's favorite social network. My uh, my favorite social network, huh? Is it is it your favorite social network? Well, you can find me just about anywhere, but especially on the Twitter at Ryan Amar, and of course on the Google Plus, which is where I post pictures of something. I don't think I did anything this week. Never mind. Gotcha. But I mean, but I mean, Twitter's you know, first. Your favorite. Well, uh, well, yeah, of course, <laughs> Twitter's first. But your favorite social network that is not Twitter. Your favorite image social network. Oh, absolutely. You're, you're not you're not an Instagram folk yet, are you? I mean, I I have Instagram, but I never post to it because why bother? <laughs> Cross-post. I mean, it doesn't cross-post to Google+, Plus, so why bother? That's true. Well, could, could you set up like an if-this-then-that sort of thing for it? Not that you should, but anyhow, let's... Yeah, before, before, before we... That, that's, a, that's a fork in the process. Let's continue. Yeah, let's, let's continue. So it looks like there's a thing on the Google official blog here about um, Google+. Plus. What's that about? Well, you know, Brian, do you know anything about this? Oh, it looks like everything's in its right place, according to the title. That's what I, I hear. I actually read this article. I just commented in the show notes, Google Plus, lol, ha, 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 bye-bye. Well, um, let me expand on that. So a year ago, I think, our our, our good friend, uh, I don't remember his name, decided that um, Google wasn't working out for him, and his name was Vic Dotra, and he decided to leave. Or he was fired. We don't know. Uh, either that means Google Plus wasn't working out, which is probably the case, or something happened. He hasn't done anything yeah. since, so presumably he's you know under NDA and don't you know non compete that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, since then it's it's been our speculation that since Google Plus had its leader 
booted from the company that it would be going under uh, you know going under some changes or at least you know products would be split out from it and so the first one that was split out was photos as you might have heard yeah. recently which was great nice change uh there there's there's been a lot of talk about other things happening such as um Google Plus either going away completely or uh, removing other services. And so that's actually happened. Google Plus won't be used anymore for the, the, um, third party app sign in. And so instead of signing into your Google Plus account, you'll just be signing into your Google account. And then furthermore, you will no longer be forced to use like a Google Plus account on your YouTube account. That oh. blew up so much when YouTube yeah. converted to Google Plus. Yeah, I was gonna say that was huge, and like, uh, I I was just I even ran into this not too long ago when, um, one of one of my um, fellow uh, programmers at the U of M, I was working on just an app that he was doing kind of for for fun, um, a, a really cool Rails app that hopefully at some point I can share with you all, um, but it it used Google Plus for for auth uh, mm -hmm. for auth authentication and authorization, and I remember when I was trying to get this set up on my local machine. Um, to to or to test it. Actually, I, I deployed it to Heroku, which is kind of fun. I gutted all the other weird auth auth stuff out of it because I didn't want to deal with Facebook auth. I was just like, no, just give me Google. Um, but even then, I had to like activate the Google um, API, mm -hmm. uh, the Google the Google Plus auth API, and I was like, why is this a Google Plus API? It exactly. Seems weird that it would be like, I mean, it it definitely seems like that's you know, um, Gundotra's like influence there, but it's you know now that he's gone, not anymore. I don't know. I just. Sign in with Twitter for everything. Yeah, Am I right? I just sign in with my with own Twitter. username and password personally. I know. I'm. I'm kidding. I know. I'm just, I know. So there, oh, I know. I put this before. I, I'll. I ran across this. Um, was it for actually? Okay, so the Major League Baseball and Domino's has a thing where if someone gets a, a no hitter, Domino's gives away twenty thousand free pizzas. Wow. This happened yesterday at two o'clock. So I made the account. I'm like. I don't care. I'm just gonna use Facebook, and all the Facebook thing did. It had to jump to Facebook, you know, log in, had to go through all that, only to get me my name and email address. Of course. Just use it for the whole application. Yep. Anyway, Have didn't you... get it. It, it uh, they all twenty thousand were gone by like two o'clock and six seconds. But yeah. Have you ever gone to like a blog or some other website that's running like a competition or a contest kind of thing, and then it asks you to get entries by signing into Facebook, Twitter, and Google Plus, yeah. or by yep. email, and every single one you don't use, you know, you don't get entries, but if you just actually go through one of them, it just uses your email, and that's it from that service. Mm -hmm. Pretty suspicious. No, totally. I think I did one of those for, like, uh, Scotch.io, which is, like, they, they do some, like, fun node tutorials. Mm -hmm. I just did it for fun, threw them a bone, because they're cool people, and I think they follow me on Twitter. Oh, which, well. Which is an easy way to guilt trip me. Hackers. Oh, um, <laughs> guild hacking. Yeah. yeah, right. Social social engineering. Um, but uh, it, you know, it ended up being kind of cool. I got a got a nice fancy ebook out of it. They probably would have given me for free anyway. But um, I, either way, it was you know, it's it's weird how that works, right? Where it's like, oh well, if you if you sign up with email, then you get one entry. But if you sign up with email and Facebook, then you get two entries, and it's like you're just getting the same info. Yep. You're just forcing you're just you know getting an off token for. You know, an, an OAuth token. For, I, I refuse uh, to give too. people my auth tokens. Those are mine. You can't have them. Well, you yeah. just you do it, and then as soon as it's done, you go back and just revoke the. I have done that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, totally. I, I do that every couple months. Just go. XP. Totally. So what? So what, Ryan, do you, what do you guys think about the idea here 
of Google going back so heavily on this Google Plus plan. You know, if you recall four years ago, they said the future was Google Plus, the social web, social search, you know, all these social aspects of Google's identity. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, this, they were all in. And now, what do you think about the receding tide of that? Called that. Um, yeah, I mean, it it really kind of makes sense just based on the like executive transitions. If if I, I'm I'm kind of prone to looking at it from like the very like business basic, you know, the 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 simplest the simplest explanation to me seems like the the person who cared about it being the next thing, the the next evolution of the social web, um, he's he's no longer there. So now they're like, okay, let's let's go back to doing this quote unquote the right way, um. But, I mean, it's kind of funny, too, because in my work life, I know Google Plus has become a huge thing for me in the past, like, year and a half, two years. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I really use it for any social reason, but just, like, um, you know, basically anyone to chat with at work is is in is in my circles. Do I manage those circles in any meaningful way? Mm-hmm. No, they're just all in a big circle called work. But, I mean, anytime, anytime somebody posts something there, like, you know, one, one of the service directors or whatever, like... I got a notification, and it's kind of it's kind of cool, and it, I've, I I kind of work to it, even though originally I was like, we should just be using email. Come on, guys! But like, <laughs> I mean, you know, I've, I've, I've warmed to it. I've warmed to it. I have to say, uh, but I mean, I'm not really gonna. I, I don't feel like any of these changes really like offend what Google Plus is for me and for for the people I work with. Yeah. Right. It, it feels like okay, cool. It's just separating out the auth API again. Yep. It's just divorcing the 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 YouTube profile from the Google Plus profile, and that seems very reasonable to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I feel like it's it's really interesting for a company to be so gun ho about something they're not really sure about, instead of just letting it grow organically and saying, "Well, that's cool. I'm glad it did so well." I feel exactly, like that would have yeah. been a more pragmatic approach to have taken the social stuff, you know, through. On the other hand, I think it's great. That we're getting YouTube back, yeah. Uh, it's it's um, going to be really interesting going forward, though, seeing what they do with Google Plus. Because instead of being the hub of everything, like they promised it would be, it's really the hub of nothing. And in in, in a way, it will either die off or remain a nameless product going forward forever. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. But it's a weird nameless product, you know, like the people who used Google Reader, which is one of the number one products that Google killed, mm-hmm. uh, you know, recently, you know, thousands, millions of people used it and then it was mm-hmm. just dead. And then, then what? Google didn't do anything about it. They didn't bring it back. They didn't hire somebody to fix it. So Apple news. Well, we'll talk about that next week. Okay. Um, I, I think it's weird that, um, Google Plus could go down that same route and, I wonder if there's enough people to force Google to keep it going. I, yeah, I mean, like, for my, my personal enterprise use of it, enterprise, uh, enterprise use of it is is so like, um, so minor, like such a small sliver of what Google Plus is kind of made to do mm-hmm. that I I really don't, you know, if if it were to be gone tomorrow, I think we'd just all use HipChat and be fine with it, or you know, we just mean, all transition to Slack and Hangouts be fine with would it. still exist because that's not Google Plus. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the one thing I like about Google Plus is I can just share something publicly and then anybody I know can just go up to and say hi. There's no reason they yeah. can't just convert that into yeah. something like Hangouts, but just a global Hangout. Totally, yeah. Yeah. I think I think you're onto something there. Uh, I think it's called the Internet. Is that right? <laughs> I'll say I think it's one big Hangout. <laughs> it's been nice having Google Plus, I will say, a little bit just 
I don't really use it, especially their, you know, the the Facebook like kind yeah, of thing. But just line. having one account tying everything together under the same kind of profile, it's been kind of convenient. Um, and Brennan, you bring up using it for, for work. That's something I hadn't really thought about because we have it through school, and so it's mm-hmm. kind of compare it. But like at work, we use all Microsoft stuff, so we use SharePoint and mm-hmm. all of the Microsoft account things. And so that's that's kind of nice having one account everywhere and everything just kind of works together. That's Google was going with it, but pushed too hard on the social point. Yep. To and then it kind of flopped there because people didn't want to use this extra network, and that's what, how they saw it. Unless of in a shared account and yeah profile management system. Yeah, totally. Nonetheless, it'll be it'll be kind of interesting to see where where it goes, right? If it'll go the way of like paying as far as the big companies starting social networks that then are not really social nor networky. Nor but, yeah, yeah. I think uh, with that, I think we've, we're almost ready to call it an episode, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, sounds so, good. So Brian, where can we find you next week? Uh, next week, you can find me in Eden Prairie. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I will be on the internet, as always, at bman4789 or at tech4789, the more interesting account, I will say. Or you can uh, go to my still not updated website, brianm.me. Hasn't seen anything in months. Or if you're a little bored, go to heygetbacktree.work. Nice. What about you, Brandon? Well, you can find me just about everywhere uh, at brandon underscore mn, uh, particularly on the Twitters, which is, I'd have to say, my favorite social network, um, like, like Ryan. Um, you can also find me on GitHub on my newly christened GitHub account. Uh, that's Bramper Sandin. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but um, it's it's my name and there's nothing up there. Um, so as you know, as, as in B R and then the and symbol. No, no more uh, Skyline deal. Project. Well, that's that's there too. That okay. actually has stuff in it. But um, this is this is probably where all my new stuff will go because Very it makes nice. more sense for for that because Skyline Project is just like a really old thing. That, yeah. Doesn't really have any relation to much of anything, which no. is probably why I liked it so much. That, that it was kind of it was a good name too, like a code name. Exactly, like yeah. fifteen years ago. Um, anyhow, those are the main places you can find me. Also, my website is brndn.xyz. That's where I post stuff about, um, you know, like the stuff I'm working on um, in kind of a broader sense, whether it's on GitHub or not really on GitHub. Yeah. How about you, Ryan? Oh, you can find me just about anywhere, especially on Twitter at Ryan Amar, and of course on the Google Plus, which is where I post pictures of walks I take with the dog at fancy dog parks. This one was called Mika Island, and it was pretty nice. It's down by the uh, Mississippi River. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Super cool. Nice. Yep. Well, it's been a great show here. Uh, we've got one, one minute and six seconds remaining. Um, any, any last words? Uh, I got 53.52 over here. Well, you know, 50, should I refresh? Uh, still 56 for me. Oh, 46, 45, 44. I can, just, I can just count it down if you like. I guess. Are on sync. Well, you know, they're supposed to be in sync. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Like, my clock, what, what, I don't know, whatever. I think the trick is that uh, um, I'm on Comcast, so time runs more slowly for me. Well, it's because <laughs> you're behind the, uh, you're, you're getting throttled. Your, your time yep. rate is throttled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're hucking your cycles. It all you, makes sense. Yeah. But, but that means you have a cap on time. <laughs> you won't get old. It's true. It's true. I'm, I'm, I'm stuck with my, with my youthful glow forever. Exactly. 
So I guess they're they're worse things to be. They're worse things to be. Well, this has been a great show. Uh, thanks for coming on and uh, recording it. It's always a pleasure to talk with you guys. Yep. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to Podkit. For more, listen to The Fringe and listen to the next episode, too.